genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Batiste. How y'all doing? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin them for you. So uh, I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Time Before Time by Declan Shalvey, Rory McConville, Joe Palmer, and Chris O'Halloran. Heck yeah. yeah. We did it. Uh, well, yeah, how, was, uh, how was y'all's week? I made it to the end of it, so yeah. that's good. That's about all I can say about Speak it. Speak for good. yourself. That's where I'm at right now. Um, you know, that's, cool. that's all I got for you, man. Cool. <laughs> cool. Earlier, we were commiserating about the, the CDC talking about the masks. I know Adam wants to keep the Joe Evergreen or whatever, but I'm going to talk about the masks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just we were, we were or, you know, off mic commiserating about how frustrating and confusing the CDC saying like, yeah, like you don't need them, but also like you do and we want to and like, but also I don't want to because I'm so tired of it. It's just a lot. It's a lot going on. I'm not happy about it. It's just a lot. I think that describes the last year or so. It's just it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but maybe it, it'll be a little bit less at some point. In related news, uh, in a couple weeks here, I will be gone, which either means that the show is taking a break or you guys will continue without me uh, for, for a minute. But uh, I will be in Florida. So that's cool. Pray for On me. Purpose? To, <laughs> yeah. Whatever purpose. deity you believe in, say a prayer, give yeah, me some good vibes. I was gonna say, isn't that where COVID was born? That's where COVID like thrives. It's that definitely is its, where it's vacationing. That's its villain yeah. lair. Yeah. It's villain lair. That's <laughs> <laughs> where it's vacationing. It's actually literally true. It's in Mar a Lago <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Well, yeah. I uh I went to my first medical cannabis dispensary this week how'd it go that was the weirdest thing i have ever done did they give you like a seminar because that's what they did i was kind of expecting that like i was expecting to like sit down with with a dude and like kind of go over what i wanted and everything and they were like oh you could just go to register three and it was just like a 19 year old (laughs) (laughs) and i was like dude i've i've been smoking weed since longer than you've been alive i think i've got this like yeah you know maybe there'll um, be someone more qualified next time you're there yeah, yeah. So, someone that's been smoking weed since longer than you were alive would be ideal right like <laughs> yeah like give me someone who remembers when a dime bag used to cost a dime you know <laughs> <laughs> not to not to be ageist or anything it's just it, i just thought it was funny oh, it was like man. oh i thought i was gonna have like a consultation with like a licensed pharmacist and it's just like some bro <laughs> well honestly in that scenario some bro might be the expertise that you need and that's what i thought too until i was like so it, this is my first time using this medicine i was like and i'm trying to treat anxiety and i told him i was like i was hoping for you know this type of strain blah 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 and he's like oh, i think the best thing for you would be this strain called train wreck i'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> how, how 
did you hear what I just told you and go, I have just the thing for this guy, and it's called train no, that's wreck. what I'm trying to fix, sir. Yeah, it's like, no, that's my current state. That's what I'm trying to get out of. Maybe that's, that's just a misnomer. It's like, oh, people who are a train wreck, they get this. <laughs> like, it's it's just, like a real big fat guy named Tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just an easy way. It's like, so they don't mess it up. It's like, oh, I got this shit for it. That's no. really bad branding. Dude, dude you're not listening to me. I want to put the train back together. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the train is very broken. I need, <laughs> yeah, like, we're off the rails. I need, I need some glue and yeah. some nails. Do you, do you have something called idyllic trolley ride? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ironically, he did have he did have gorilla glue for me to glue <laughs> that train back together. But yeah, it was just it was a really it, it, I felt like they tried to make every part of the process as hip as possible, and I mm. kept having to ask them to repeat things because the music was so loud, and I was just like, I am just the uh, oldest asshole in the world. You got to like a very I know uh, a few people I know have very have had very different experiences doing yeah. That. Like, my, my mom just uh, also got her card, like, right around the same time you did, and she went as a, you know, 64-year-old woman, and they gave her a, like, lecture. Like, yeah. she could get a, like, associate's degree on weed now with the information that they gave her. Like, well, that, that's, a th- that's a thing, like, I, I think people take a look a good look at me and go, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy knows what's up. <laughs> like, I don't need to tell this guy how to use weed. I, he seems pretty well versed but i don't yeah. think that the 19 year old would have given my mother anything better either <laughs> yeah that's also <laughs> yeah yeah dude uh this one's called break your hip uh it's for <laughs> it'll be great for it's you for when, and- it's for when you break your hip it helps with pain <laughs> relief but yeah I, I there's there's a bunch of dispensaries in the area i'm gonna like kind of shop around and find one that gets me <laughs> yeah maybe find one of the ones that are more like it sounds like like more like brand, like because they're a little bit more. Or are you are you are you uh you know being paid by big weed now? Well, there's Sean? A, that's not a thing, but like big there's weed? definitely oh it is a thing. Trust me. Well, <laughs> they're trying. Well, they're not like big weed, but they're you know there's lots of big weed, medium weed. <laughs> well, there's like more medium. ones that are more like what I think you're looking for, as opposed to just like a medical marijuana where you could just it's just a dealer in a store now like <laughs> as opposed to like a place where you go to like get medicine like i think yeah. there's there's different ones like there's i know there's a few near me one's like it's a dealer in a freaking store and the other one's like it's like going to the doctor it's like a little bit yeah it's a different that, that's, thing that, that's more what i'm looking for because i am yeah. i am absolutely over the whole dealer relationship Vibe. but like, yeah I, at least the dealer was in a store that's a step up yeah, I mean, it, it, they sure, don't take. Absolutely. They only take cash too. Like they still can't That's run a, yeah, a POS all the regulations system. Regulations and shit, which is like, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. You know Yo, that should I, be the name of it. Is just like dealer in a store, <laughs> or just the this weed really, store. Just like, like honestly, <laughs> call it the fucking weed store. Dude, the I would th- go twice a week if it was called the weed store. It's just a weird thing, like just rolling up going to get cash just so you can go to the weed store where you can legally buy weed it's just it's just the whole thing they have to make it as difficult as possible yeah but anyway that's great though and if you don't like this one you just get to go back to the store and like nah give me a different one can i return this 
<laughs> train that would be really funny. That this wasn't for me. It's like, dude, it's drugs. Just take it. Like, <laughs> just, just finish it and then come back and get more. I didn't like these drugs. Can I exchange them for other drugs? <laughs> I didn't like these drugs. <laughs> the part of this is the weirdest for me, and I just can't get my brain past. Is they give it the packaging? There's so much fucking packaging. Yeah, but there's a label on it with your name and patient ID. Yeah, it's because it's a prescription. But I'm like, the last thing I want to print my name and identification number on is my fucking weed. Yeah, like, you're 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 still in like you're still you're still you're, in, yeah you're you're you've in, been buying you're weed from a dealer for brain. too long. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's funny. It's just like just the thought of having a jar in my house that just says Adam's weed. It's like, <laughs> why would I do that? Like, yeah, instead uh, of it just being in a jar that says definitely not weed. Yeah, or like in a Barbasol can or something. <laughs> All right, all right, Jurassic Park. It's a whole, it's a whole industry of things to hide your weed in is just evaporating before our eyes. Yeah, old yeah. books, Barbasol cans. Cut to what? me, cut to me sitting at a table with Adam, going, "This guy smokes weed. This guy smokes weed. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Everyone here smokes weed, guys. Everyone. It's not a secret yeah. anymore." <laughs> I wish our first book had weed in it. That would have been a great segue. Yeah, it would have been a great segue. This is uh, pretty much the opposite of weed is reading this book, I think. Um, <laughs> it makes me need it. It's a bad trip. <laughs> just, yeah. to, just, to, just to get my brain back on track. So this is Ice Cream Man number 24 by W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran. Oh, Chris O'Halloran. Uh, nice. We got a double dose. Bookend in this episode. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we, like, in every Ice Cream Man issue, there's someone just having a real rough time. And this one is Jerry. Yeah, yeah this Jerry. fucking, this first page, I was like, you, did you really need to give me a close-up of this shit? <laughs> yeah, he's like getting a tooth pulled, like, right off the jump. Yeah, fuck- just, have you read this book before? Dude, <laughs> it's just, it's like, it is, it is exceptional at getting under your skin in every way possible. So, yeah. so it's, it's about this guy, Jerry, who's, who's like a, an addict who's trying to go straight. His, his marriage is dissolving. He's like losing weight and like wasting away. He's got tooth, like, he's just got all these kinds of problems. And, like, honestly, I kind of relate to a Honest, lot of that. Honestly, same, Jerry. <laughs> as as Bro, someone with with medical anxiety. <laughs> so I'm reading this like, oh, my God, this is just horrible. But me- meanwhile, it keeps cutting back to this telethon oh my to God. The, the Save Jerry's Life Fund with this, like, <laughs> crazy-ass host. And the total is constantly at zero. <laughs> and so the phone brutal. the phone banks are ringing and they're just like thank you for calling oh you you want zero, zero do, dollars i'm sorry to hear that yeah. <laughs> oh, oh you want us to cease and desist Abs- absolutely understandable thank you <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah that- and then we ke- we keep cutting in we keep cutting back and forth between jerry's miserable life this telethon to save his life that isn't raising any money and then these commercials. Yo, the commercials got dude, me. Dude, these commercials were, dude. The I need a pint was, of Rick's sweets. Dude, yeah. the fucking. Real yeah. bad. We could do this one, but the lobster one got me. The lobster one that was really That shit was fucking good. awesome. Also, I do want to point out, um, do y'all remember the quarantine special for Ice Cream Man? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was a long time ago now, but yeah. um, in the quarantine special, there was 
a story about like a like a dental like like a dentist who's like a superhero do y'all remember oh, that he's in the poster right he's the on the beginning? poster in yeah. the background at jerry's dentist office oh, i'm like oh fuck yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. kind of neat i like that but also in these little vignettes in jerry's life people keep walking up to him and talking to him about the telethon yeah, yeah. He's like, like oh, sorry, no one's, no one's, about? you know, really rooting for you, Jerry. Sorry, no one's giving you any money. And he's just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and like, as he's getting laid off from work, his boss is like, you know, you know how things are. Money's tight, but you know, if I had it, I'd open up my wallet right now and donate to that telethon. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The other weird thing is like, as no one's giving money, he's just getting more and more sick. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then they do this callback to um, uh, National Lampoon, where they have the dog. Yeah. It's like the same exact dog from the, if you don't buy this magazine, we'll shoot this dog yeah. cover. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, let's sweeten the pot. Uh, if we don't save Jerry's life, we're not going to save this dog's life either. Oh no, it's, it's even worse than that. Yeah. It's if you, <laughs> if you continue to read this comic... Oh, Jerry yeah. lives. Yeah, and if and if you continue, or if you don't continue, if you just put the book down right now, Jerry lives. But if you keep reading, you're gonna kill him. You personally are gonna kill him. Also, I'm gonna shoot the dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn the page, and it's he's just flatlining. Yeah, it's like Jesus. I thought for a brief minute, I was like, you know, I could just stop reading this right yeah, now. It's could. such a good test of like human nature, where you're just like, well, I gotta it's, know it's what's on the next Jerry. page. Yeah, it's yeah, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we uh we killed Jerry, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, dude. I love that like like okay, so the panel is literally like, put down the book and I promise I won't shoot this dog. I'm serious, just walk away. You can be rest assured that you've lightened the suffering of fellow sentient being. Turn the page and kill a man and a dog for no good reason. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Gillen's Riddler story from last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you're supposed to read it like a comic because it's a comic and that's how Batman wins. This one you, and, you, you should just stop. Don't yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah. And then but the I'll, last the last bit of the panel is you can do it. You are possessed of infinite reserves of compassion and self-control. Float the page. Or, or I guess maybe you aren't. <laughs> I mean, what do yeah. I know? <laughs> I do love too. At, at the end of the book, there's this ad for oh. self medication. I mean, speaking uh, of self medication, oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was shit. really good. <laughs> that and the lobster one, just talking about it's like, oh yeah, we got whole lobsters. It's like, are they alive? It's like, yeah, you bet. It's like, <laughs> are they tapping? It's like, yeah, of course they're tapping, Todd. Like they're sentient beings in terrible pain. As <laughs> oh no, like, Jesus Christ! What was the tap? The tagline was like just Holt Lobster. The tapping is part of it. <laughs> oh my god! And then, and then at the end of the self medication, it says, "When you're the one tapping for help." Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I felt that one amazing. pretty hard. Fuck. <laughs> no, I felt Rick Sweets because it was just like yeah. eating your feelings. Yeah. And the fake obituaries, like. He oh was my a God. person about which it might be said, that's Jerry Donaldson. <laughs> and then Roscoe the Border Collie, this one's on you folks. <laughs> oh this one was God. like particularly funny and dark. Yeah, like, this was a fuck this was a brilliant issue, man. This whole format. This it was awesome. Uh, but the the uh the ice cream ad had that one panel where it's just a little girl flipping off the camera and it says, Tell God to go fuck. <laughs> himself. 
I uh, I posted that on Twitter with it's the fantastic. award for the best out of context <laughs> panel. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh my god, so this is yeah, probably this one is of such my... a fun book. I yeah. mean, it's not. It's but not. It's really not. It's though. so good though. This is probably one of my favorite issues of this series. This was yeah. great. I, I'm really glad that, like, one of these Ice Cream Man issues, like, got hot somewhere along the line, and, like, everyone woke up to that this book exists. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've been screaming it for 20 issues! Finally, yeah. you people decide to listen to me. It's just so good. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking brilliant. So good. All right, well, uh, y'all want some more fucked up horror? Sure. Oh, cool. this was nuts. Are there lobsters yeah, in this man. one? There's no lobsters in this one. If there's no lobsters, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone might be tapping for help, but not the lobsters. Fuck. Uh, Silver Coin number two uh, by Kelly Thompson and Michael Walsh. If you recall from the last issue with Chip Zdarsky, this is the horror anthology with the same artist and a different writer each time. Um, and an, an evil coin. Just an evil coin that keeps popping up. Um, this one was fucked up. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's a little girl who's like watching like slasher flicks before she's got to go to to camp, and then uh, it's I, I think the the movie is called Camp Slasher. She's got her the best like, response to her mom I've seen ever from a kid. Yeah, yeah, because the mom's like, "What? Are, like, why are you watching this? Like, the, the, like you're just gonna give yourself nightmares." She's like, "Or maybe I'm the cleverest because I'm learning all the tricks of how to stay alive." It's like, wow, she's that like, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I like how she's just like, "All right, have sweet dreams." Or slightly evil ones, whichever you prefer. She- the mom's just like, okay, what? That's fine. <laughs> that's hard, a cool mom. Hard yeah. relate to this chick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she's uh, going to camp, and she's really upset that it's so wholesome. But what? she's immediately put into a bunk with the Mean Girls, and she uh-huh. accidentally took the spot of the Mean Girls' friend who had to cancel last minute. Uh-huh. So they just make her life just absolute living hell for the, the whole summer like they're trying to scare her with stories and they're they're trying to tell her like, oh yeah like you know if you don't you don't know about like the murderer living in the woods like that whole thing you know cut her fucking hair off yeah All dude that. that was that would be the last straw for me man yeah. oh I, yeah well it's first they like shoot arrows at her <laughs> they, put they barely miss her yeah they put a target on her back they uh She's in a canoe and they like knock her over with a jet ski. Uh, they're <laughs> they're they're throwing like axes and she just puts it down and walks away because she's like I don't need to play around. <laughs> yeah, with this I'm one. good. She's doing like tie dye. They just like dump a whole bottle of or a whole bucket of of dye on her and it's just and then they cut her hair and that is kind of the final straw. She just goes running out into the night. Then she's obviously distraught, but then she finds what is maybe the cabin that the girl was talking about of the killer that potentially lives in the woods that they never caught. And she walks into this cabin and there's a fucked up shrine with a bunch of skulls, like animal skulls and what might be blood or might be wax. We're not really sure, but she's bleeding because she scratched her face on a stick. And as we know from the first issue, if the coin gets your blood, it's hungry it drinks your blood. You you woke up the curse. Good job. But also, it makes you do some effed up but stuff. But also, there's like yeah. a bleeding sigil over the coin that's like bleeding onto it. With yeah, like a th- th- there's like there's a there's an upside down or there's like a pentagram with a hatchet on the wall, and the coin is in the like the hilt of the hatchet. Um, it's so, more of a machete than a hatchet. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, machete. But then, like, she gets like attacked by some fucking like. 
Yeah, like thing? in the darkness, this this person comes out at her and grabs the machete and, and like, you know, she has to defend it off. And then the next thing we see is all of the girls dying brutal Holy slasher shit, flick dude. deaths. Really fucked up. Like really fucked up, like classic Friday the 13th, getting beheaded, getting the machete through the face, getting like their throat cut, bowels, like they're strung up all over the camp and... One of the the other girls wakes up and she's like, holy shit, runs away. And then we see the killer walks up on her and it's uh, our main character who's been bullied this whole time. And she's wearing a face and she takes the face off. She's wearing a face. So so my my question was, who was it that she ran into in the dark cabin? Was that just like a shadow version of herself? That's what I thought it was. Here's the thing. Yes, it could be that for sure because it's drawn very much to look like her. So I yeah. think it was. I think it could have been like a like an illusion. Like she thought she had to fend it off and then became it. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or the other thing that it could be is like it, there was actually a person, and she fought for the machete, and then oh. when she, then when she got the machete, she killed that person and becomes the killer and put on yeah. his face. Yes. Yeah. Because whose face did she put on? We don't right. really like. I didn't see any any like. You just had a spare face any... around. <laughs> you know, you, as you do. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that whoever holds that machete machete is compelled to be the killer. So I kind of read it as someone attacked her, and then she got the machete in self defense, and then became the killer. Really, but it also correct. could just be that she that she imagined that whole interaction, and when she touched the machete, she like rationalized herself into become the, or it the could ambi- be some third thing that you know, the ambiguity yeah. of it is what's fucking cool really like i really there. appreciate the interpretation <laughs> and it's infinitely better than the ending of summer camp of uh, uh sleepaway camp, summer you know camp. so is Yo, everything anything is better than the ending of sleepaway camp uh, yeah. <laughs> do, do yourself a favor and don't if you have it. i like how um, i like how this one like, the first one was this guy, like, a guitar guy who, like, you know, burns down a building. And, like, sure, people die, but this one is just, like, a bunch of teenage girls getting macheted to death. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's such a drastic jump forward. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, then again, I think the death count of the first issue was higher. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, like, like, this is more visceral, Yeah, but he didn't, but... he didn't leather face anybody. They just <laughs> danced to death. Yeah. <laughs> well, they burned to death while dancing. Disco and burn. At least they had fun. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, at least, yeah, at least they were dancing. Yeah, these, they got... <laughs> They're, uh, in yeah, fact, the, not the, staying alive. The issue ends <laughs> with her dropping the machete, coming to the realization of what she has become, and then the coin just, like, falling into the lake. So yeah. like, holy shit, man! <laughs> Fuck, man. Kelly Thompson is goddamn brilliant. This issue yeah, is amazing. She's great. I I was excited just by seeing that her name was was on it. Yeah, and, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, this whole like roster of writers is like a murderer's row, and having Michael Walsh do the art for every single one is like it's brilliant. Really, it's it yeah. it works really well. So, well, speaking of mur- murder, yeah. That works. Yeah, Here it does actually. That's yeah, fine. We did it. I got the segue. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Um, all right. Uh, I have X Factor Nine by Leah Williams, David Baldian, and Israel Silva. It's finally back after uh, a month hiatus, maybe more. I don't remember. Time is an illusion. 
Well, a month is typically a regular hiatus, so I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? Comics come out every month. Yeah, but that would, that's not a hiatus, but it, though. That's but it just skipped on schedule. A month. I wasn't sure if it skipped one month or two months. Oh, it I wasn't. See. It wasn't. Uh, I see. There wasn't yeah. an X Factor yeah. issue. Yeah. I was just being snarky. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to be informative, and now I don't know where I am. <laughs> anyway. So the X-Factor team is using Rachel's chromoskimming ability to go into the memories of Siren, who last issue they beat up the death goddess that is possessing Siren. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah, they're basically the Morrigan is like down, but not out. And they're trying to figure out like how to, yeah, how to weed her out of there permanently. So they're going through like the memories and Ibor can find the path because he can see everything, which is I like that like in this issue he kind of goes back to um being able to see magic and stuff from what they dis- what they built on in Wolverine and the X-Men, him being able to see all these different threads of stuff. But they like get to a flashback from the party from House of X and it's the party but there's this giant evil purple eye spider. Yeah, thing. I was like, I don't remember that. It was being like, that there. definitely wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> That's weird. So it turns out that like the Morgan has been like near Siren from like that long. And uh Yeah. And then uh, there's this exchange with North Star and his and his husband. He, like, comes in, <laughs> and Lorna is, like, the only one not in the memories. She's, like... Yeah, she's, like, keeping watch. Yeah, making sure everything goes okay. So, Kevin comes in and is, like, ask Northstar what he wants for dinner. It's, like, I... It's, like, we're... We're doing something here. Not not to be that guy, but his name is Kyle. Kyle? Oh, it's Kyle? <laughs> it's Kyle. It's fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. He's a human. Who cares? Wow. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, Kyle... Uh, Kyle wants to know what Northstar wants for dinner, and and so they have this like thing where they they're using Rachel as like a bridge to ask each other, and she's like, you know what, just get in here. So she like pulls him in. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't really feel like being the middleman in this stupid conversation. It's like it's like in sitcoms when two people are doing the silent treatment with, with each other, and they're telling the other person in the room to tell that person things. <laughs> It's exactly like but, that. Yeah. But like, but it's completely wholesome. Kyle has this great line, like North Star is like, I don't feel like cooking, so just order anything you want. You can get anything from around the world because of Coco, so impress me. And he's like, too late. You, I already impress you. He's like, God damn. I wish I was that cool. Also, we get a really good pun from my boy around here. <laughs> yeah, so Rachel gets a Rachel gets an idea of trying to break into Morgan's memories because they're like below sirens and she's like I've got a really bad idea and Northstar goes I'm all ears and Ivor goes I'm all eyes <laughs> and Prodigy's like oh Trevor no like he's like, like, he's like, he's like uh he's like son of a bitch I love I'm him so eyes. much I love like the the face that he makes like the, the expression yeah. is like he's so excited it's just me <laughs> It absolutely yes. Is. <laughs> uh, so they go into the like break into the Morgan's memories, and there's this. It's there again. Another weird tentacle, black. It looks like 
Wait, I don't. I don't even know. It's like a, it's it's called a geese. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't explain what it looks like. It's no, like a, it, it looks like, like it looks like an anatomical heart, but with like Lovecraft goop. Yeah, on it. Mm. yeah. It's been gooped. It's been gooped. So anyway, that's in Siren, and basically they explain that the Morgan made Siren sign a contract with the Morgan to keep quiet. And we also, like, so we find out that, like, the Morgan doesn't like the fact that the X-Men can't die because she's a death goddess. So she demands sacrifice. So that's... Well, she she also loves it because they can die for her endlessly. So she's trying to get Mm. Siren to come up with, like, a ritual where the x-men sacrifice themselves for her yeah and so she can like live forever so it's kind of like no it's great you guys just you guys can die but like then you can come back so you can just always worship me (laughs) it's just like oh shit that's not good so she signs a contract (laughs) with the morgan so only she dies but she dies like she dies like a bunch of times that i'm sure that's a real fun time <laughs> it's pretty selfless of her. It's pretty X Men of her to to take that fall. Yeah. But and uh, so also sure. ouch. Alki Hero like uh is like this thing looks like it needs a blood sacrifice. So he sticks his hand in it. Yeah, he cuts himself and sticks his yeah. hand. It's like, why did you think that was a good idea? And then it ends up being a good idea. So it like spout. <laughs> so as soon as the blood touches it, it activates and it it uh spews this riddle. And Prodigy is like Shatterstar. Shatterstar, I know. I know the answer. Yeah, it's like, how could we possibly? And he's like, yeah, I figured it out immediately. And it's funny because, like, the first, uh, the first lines of father to his father and Prodigy is, like, explaining the, the riddle. But then he's like, as for the father through his father thing, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> it's great because Shatterstar and Longshot are each other's dads. So weird. Of course. It's one of my favorite. So, like, I play this mobile game called Mobile Strike Force. And, um, it's like a turn-based RPG hero collector game, and they just recently released Shadowstar and Longshot for it. And the community, made up of comic readers and not comic readers, like they've just been commonly nicknamed the Dad Bros, and only some <laughs> people understand what that means. And like everyone, but everyone has just gone with it, and I love oh it so God. much. That's, That's amazing. <laughs> Because, yeah, everyone that doesn't read comics is just like, oh, they're total dads. I get it. Sure. It's like, no, you don't. No, you it's don't. It's the funniest <laughs> thing to me. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the Shatterstar, they figure out Shatterstar is the key to defeating the Morgan. And um, Shatterstar is in Mojo World, as we last saw him in X Factor. And our entire cast is banned from Mojo World. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoopsies. So their plan is to distract Mojo with a concert. And the next pages are essentially them setting up. Like they got, they get Dazzler and, um, it's like Dazzler, Lila, Lila Cheney, uh, and, uh, yeah, Wind Dancer and Surge to like put on this concert. Oh, and the, the, the DJ kid. Yeah. To like distract mojo with this concert and it's this insane splash page of dazzler like singing it's like a double page splash page of dazzler singing and the lyrics kind of like going around in a circle on the page and then karma and danny moonstar distracting mojo with his worst fear which is just his 
television getting canceled, his like programs getting canceled. <laughs> and then magic makes magic like ends up just attacking Mojo. And it's like, I saw that piece of shit television show you made about me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> X-Corp says I should sue for use of my image. <laughs> and then she, so she kind of like liberates Mojo World. Yeah, they, they free all the X-Men yeah. from, from what I can tell. Th- this yeah. all happens really fast, unfortunately, just because making stuff happen for since this is the second to last issue, unfortunately. Yeah, like, it, it felt rushed, but not rushed. Like, it's well done, but I can tell that this probably should have been, like, two issues. Yeah, it's like we just you know start I mean? getting things resolved. Yeah. But, so, that, yeah, they get Shatterstar back, and there's, a, there's this great moment where uh, he, like, stops Dazzler, and, but, like, he won't, he won't say anything to her, and it's, like, really heartbreaking, because uh, she's his mommy, but <laughs> she doesn't know that now. Um, so he there's this really cool pages of him like crashing through Morgan and Siren's memories, and um, this is where we get the flashback of uh, Morgan and Siren making the contract, and then it kind of goes into these pages of like hieroglyph like images, which is really cool. Yeah, that art style is really cool, like way to illustrate. Yeah, the, Morgan talking yeah, about her being the first Death Goddess and everything, and then uh, Shadowstar gets to her and impales her with his swords, his double sword swords. Because she's like, you know, I could rule Krakoa. It's like, there are no kings in Krakoa. This is an honorable death and, and kills her. Um, but then these like black, these like red tendrils come out and it's, uh, it hits Shatterstar and Siren and Richter who is in the Excalibur lighthouse and they kind of all like flash back to like previous X factor iterations. And, um, I don't know, I guess maybe their memories were wiped or something, but you know, uh, Shatterstar and Richter were in a relationship for a while. So some, something's going on and it's, it's really interesting, but that that's where we leave off. And uh, I really hope that, um, Number one, I hope that X Factor comes back. Um, I'm hoping that this is ending just to serve the purpose of like whatever gala plans they have, and then Leah and and, and David are able to like pick back up again. Um, but I also hope if you know for that and or the Richter Shatterstar stuff to continue in Excalibur. Like, I feel like that needs to keep going. It's such a good little like a hint at, at, at it's a really cool storytelling that could come from that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, we're gonna pivot real hard on this one. Are we? Um, is it a is it a huge pivot? <laughs> I guess not. Not these days. Uh, the Joker, number three, by James Tynan, the fourth, Gillum March, and R.F. Prianto. Oh man, um, poor Gordon, this guy. But also, <laughs> Gordon's awesome. So we got that going for us. We kind of get this flashback of uh, him being captured by the Joker mm. to kind of really try to prove prove his point about anybody could break and be killing him. joke. We get yeah. flashbacks to oh, killing, killing joke. Brutal and yeah, horrifying. just like this. this like art, somehow though, it's more it horrifying than killing joke. Like it's like I don't understand. Yeah, how it this can be scary. Art just makes it so because it's like killing joke, but the art is abstract and like yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much him talking and remembering it. And since that day, he's every time he closes his eyes, basically, he still sees the Joker. So like he bounced back, but he clear he is 
very traumatized yeah, by this. Yeah, that's, that's some serious PTSD. Yeah. So we get to the story where he meets up with um, Chrysidia, who we've learned last issue is a member of the Court of Owls. Who? Basically was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Terrible. Both of you. Um, basically, she's like, look, um, <laughs> here's a here's a here's a freaking black card do whatever the hell you want it's like what if i just took the 25 million dollars out and went to on a nice vacation it's like i don't know what if you did He's like, mm, <laughs> it's like oh that's right. that's not threatening at all putting gordon <laughs> on the honor system what are you gonna yeah, what is he gonna do exactly what you think he's gonna do yeah because yeah. it's gordon but he's like gordon you're a good guy it's like all right but like doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't treat yourself you know like fucking <laughs> Get the big suite, like buy, I, buy I don't some know. Clothes. I feel like I feel like her saying like I don't know what are you gonna do was like laden with this like very subtle threat. Like well, you could, course, just gonna yeah. kill you. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. It's the court of owls, of course. Okay, cool. I wasn't yeah. sure if you guys read that as well. Because yeah, no, then did. she is like, yeah, go treat yourself. You're like you can just you know go have a vacation while you kill the Joker. Yeah, my dude. Or just like take care of yourself. <laughs> Um, and then he immediately has the old man moment trying to use the phone that, Bar- that, that Barbara so gave him. Oh my God. Gave, um, <laughs> and we have like a, just a little side story. We see Barbara, Stephanie, and Cass having their little side so mission trying to figure out who the hell this person is. But <laughs> Stephanie, I think, planted like a, like a tracker on him. And he's like, yeah, well, I wish I got... <laughs> I wish I got the cool job. Or, like, yeah, well, Oracle one... has her like sifting through data and she's like, what? You get to help me with the computer stuff. It's like, yeah, that's not what Cass is doing. Yeah, yeah she's on cut top to of... Cass on top of the uh, limo. Cut on top of the car. Yeah, it's like <laughs> in position. That page is so cool. It's like yeah. her cape gets like really abstract and uh, it's awesome yeah. looking. Yeah, it looks great. But, like the art throughout this, uh, I-, I love the-, the way these characters look like especially like looking doing the flashbacks for like killing joke and then even like the joker and all the other bad characters we've seen but basically the rest of this is is um is gordon really talking about how he does police work which i like i love batman books like this because it's just like oh right these people have a day job um he's basically <laughs> talking about like he he talks to like like every- obviously these big these big um like uh resorts have to work with workers like they wouldn't exist like yeah sure there's rich people there even before that though yeah there's maids and there's cooks and there's like working class people people. there's service people in this in these so yeah he goes straight to them and you know endears himself with his terrible sixth grade spanish and like starts he has a fucking blank check so he can just buy a (laughs) booze and they just start talking but even before that i liked how he's looking at all the case files and he's talking about everything says something less than the obvious like it's not just this person killed somebody. It's like, oh, it's a statement like, I hate women or I hate myself or I'm scared or I want people. Like, they're trying to send a message and he talks about the Joker. The message isn't the killing. It's, he, that's just the punctuation on what the Joker's trying to prove. So he was so hard to find because it's not about him killing anybody. That isn't the statement that he's making. I was like, oh, this dude's just fucking deranged. And he's like trying to like get in that mind and trying to track him down. And that's why he's so hard to find when he's like, off cycle because he doesn't need to leave a trace like that's not the point like yeah. killing people doesn't mean anything to him um but yeah and then he basically goes through ingratiates himself with all the the local the in the the service people the like the the people who work at the bars who work at the hotels and then they pretty much start talking about this private 
villa that no one will talk about and then um <laughs> that everyone's afraid to talk he's like mm, i'm gonna go check that shit out because <laughs> there's definitely something going on up there um and then you know from there i'll figure out what's going on and, and he knocks on the door and <laughs> the fucking joker answers he's like jimbo yeah. you got guns you're gonna need guns yeah <laughs> it's like uh, fuck. And then, then he pulls a gun on him but he's got like five guys already trained he's like yeah. oh go ahead this this is a shitter get off the pot moment jim go ahead and he kind of yeah. like gives I, up i love it because he's talking about like his gut he's like he's like i don't have any hard evidence that this place is the place but if i can feel it in my gut yeah i also <laughs> i'm not <laughs> he, he's not sure you know when he's gonna have to make the decision to kill the joker but he's like i'm not gonna need to make that decision for a while <laughs> yeah i can feel that in my gut too and then literally knocks Smash on the door too <laughs> him <laughs> oh, making shit. that decision i just yeah. love that it's like joker is like everyone is coming after the joker and the joker's like hey gordon you got you got guns you're gonna need a gun uh hi uh yeah you, <laughs> welcome to the party I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're here for the show <laughs> yeah what well, the big reveal here is the joker whether we believe him or not says he didn't do a day mm. so well, which we kind of know because scarecrow right well we don't scarecrow? have any cover because scarecrow is believed to be dead as well but that just recently. points more to scarecrow i mean i don't think scarecrow did it yeah. i do I think it. I bet my bets on Scarecrow. That's fair. My bets on Calendar Man. Ooh. Bold Kite yeah. Man. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> fucking fucking Kite Hell Man. Hell yeah! All right, Hell. but yeah, no, that's a, it's like a, you did it. It's like yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I didn't though. So now all these people, someone wanted me to think that I did. So like someone wants to take the Joker off the board because of course why wouldn't you? He's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> but meanwhile, basically, literally everyone. Like, uh, all the people we met before, like, the family is, is driving up. The um, cannibal family. The cannibal and family. Lady Bane. Lady Bane. The Lady, B- Lady Bane, who's just, has the most impractical coat I've ever seen. Like, why are you even wearing that? Other than, like, trying to look Bane dope. wears a coat. I know, just, like, so dumb. It's a sleeveless Sherpa coat. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Which it's I so are you going to tell her it looks dumb? You tell her it looks dumb. No, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I was about to say, if she flexed at all, it would just rip, <laughs> even though it's just sleeves. Yeah, that's, that, there, that's why there's no sleeves. She just she flexed, flexed her arms, yeah. and they just like evaporate it off. They just, um, <laughs> I, yeah, they're just like... <laughs> yeah at this point now he's in the house with the joker as it's being converged on by all these people and he's like uh I'll, I'll, okay i guess i have to shoot my way out of this thing <laughs> um yeah and then we had the backup story with the the punchline stories that have been going oh, on and that 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 shit got fucking punchline gets too. wrecked by orca <laughs> yeah it's wrecked by orca and then like her college buddy leaves um oh shoot i forget this character's name bluebird harper just yeah they're investigating her old college dorm and find all this stuff and she gets hit with a paralyzer and this like guy's like yeah you're gonna be paralyzed for 20 minutes and i'm gonna light this fire deuces like yeah it turns out that piece of shit line isn't the only uh rotten apple there yeah exactly (laughs) but um pretty great book Loving the Gordon Joker book, uh, we get we still get, you know, some of the Bat family, but a non-Bat book involving the Joker is definitely, I feel like, a good, um, something that we needed for a while. 
Because I feel like this is a very different story that we're getting about the Joker as opposed to just like, yep, he's still crazy and we're just going to punch him in the face. Like, this is a very (laughs) different Joker story. And And it's cool that it's still written by James Tynan's because he's just like simultaneously telling these two very different stories in very different places in the world and managing to connect them together with like all the other shit that's going on. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot of shit to hold together. Yeah. Impressive. he's, He's crushing it. Yeah. Rushing it. Like, so far, like, I, every issue, I, I look forward to this issue every time, like, Batman's coming out. Like, it's like the, num- that's the top of the pile, or any, like, the Bat Family books right now. It's the, that's the top of the pole every week. Hell yeah. I, I, I'm forever impressed by anyone who can do that good of a job at something for that long. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> My life would have fallen apart by now. Yeah, just like keeping. <laughs> One yeah. of these stories straight. Look at it's- how bad we are doing the show. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speak for yourself. This is one show. We're not. We're not writing all of Batman. Like, <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Our our other shows are great. Go check out the Patreon. Hey. Yeah, good time to plug the Patreon, Casey. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. We're so bad at See? all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. With the black sheep. Oh, Anywho, right. yeah, Joker. It's great. That's my yeah, that's yeah. my recap. All right. What, oh yeah. More more bat stuff. Yeah, I like bats. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> DC put out a superhero anthology called the Festival of Heroes, celebrate all their Asian characters and Asian creators. Right, and Asian creators. And um, the first story is called Sounds by Mariko Tamaki, Marcus Tu, and Sebastian Chang. And it's about... It's so adorable! It is adorable. It's a great story. It's about the single best Bat family member ever, Cassandra Kane, who woefully underused for so long until Rebirth. But uh, this story starts with, like, her trying to (laughs) learn how to speak because, you know, she's still really new to to words. And it kind of goes through her backstory about her parents being assassins and not teaching her language because yeah, they this were is, dicks. This is potentially a really good introduction to Cass for people that hadn't read her before. It is. Yeah. Like, like you, yeah, like you said, she's been gone for so long. Like, it's this true. is a great... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if you don't know, she was... Her parents were assassins and uh, they didn't... They purposely didn't teach her language so she would learn... Um, so her language center of her brain would learn body movement and like att- and fight skills as language instead. So when we first meet her in the in the 90s, she can like take Batman on like hand to hand. She's like badass right from the right out from the gate. And uh, so her, you know, being humanized and like learning speech and like learning to find family and you know trust people is one of the best parts of her character and it's like what makes her so awesome is that she has this whole arc and i love her so much but this book kind of is her taking out these goons and then finding this guy who's kidnapped and her she's got these this narration where she's like you know words don't come naturally to me and then she saves the scientist and she thinks He's cute, and he's like, you know, but sometimes I wish they they would. And then uh, the guy is like, t- 
talks a lot, which I thought is funny because it's like juxtaposed yeah. between. Yeah, he's like clearly nervous yeah. and talking too much because he's nervous. <laughs> but it's adorable. So she uh, actually ends up like going back to her apartment and like taking off her costume and and heading back out to to meet up with him and get drinks because he had yeah because he. Yeah, he like uh, invited her out for for boba tea, and she just didn't say anything. He's like, "Okay, sorry, that's weird. Thank you. Bye." Yeah. <laughs> then, but then she goes to meet him. Yeah, but unknowingly. she But he doesn't. No, yeah, he, yeah she doesn't, he doesn't meet cute without him knowing about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, yeah, so she doesn't like say anything, and then he goes, "Gosh, you're a lifesaver. Thank you." And then you know, she, so she goes, "You're welcome." And it's like that's like the only thing she says to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he he forgot a straw, and he's like, "Oh, geez, I always forget that." And then she hands it yeah. to him, and he's like, "Oh." And she's like so proud of herself for saying thank you. It's great. It's the cutest panel yeah. I've ever it's, seen. It's yeah, so it's good. Adorable. I I love. <laughs> she's such a great character. She's best. Um, yeah. All right. Awesome. I love when we cover wholesome things on this show. It's so yeah, cute. Right? Well, I got some more for you, if Especially you want. when we started on such a downer. <laughs> yeah, it was like back to back to back to back downers. Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. really quadrupled down. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta start low and then you come in high. Well, this this like, whole anthology is pretty wholesome, you know. It really agreed. is. Yeah, it was very um, upbeat uh, yeah. all the way through. And I got a couple stories from the anthology I want to shout out. So uh, the uh, Hawk and Kong story by Greg Pak, Sumit Kumar, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. was super great. It's basically Hawk is, uh, Connor Hawk is Green Arrow, and he's like trying to fight a giant dragon mech. Well, yeah, trying to deliver dope. kimchi to his family. Ah, at the yes. Same at, time. First he's, <laughs> at first, he's just trying to get home with kimchi. <laughs> And uh, and then he is he is stopped by New Superman, who is great, and they both fight off a giant mech dragon. Yeah, fighting the fucking uh, eternal dragon from Dragon Ball Z. Shit's fucking dope. Looking, but like though. a mech one. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, so like, obviously Superman's a little bit more uh, the dragon speed, and Connor just starts like, you know, making sure that like, People the falling debris crushed. doesn't kill people. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, he's doing ground control and he's like, you know, Superman's handling the, the dragon. Um, but in the middle of it, he loses his kimchi, uh, which he was supposed to bring home to his family. So, you know, like as they were, after they defeat the dragon, um, new Superman comes up and he, to Connor. He's just like, oh, are, are you Chinese? And, and Connor's like, well, I'm Korean, but you know, like that was supposed to be for my family. He's like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's nice to meet you, I guess. And then, like, Connor leaves and he goes home with Connor also doesn't handed. like him the whole time because he's yeah, a big he's, show he's off. very like yeah. He's like, he's this, like oh, this guy's like fucking clown taking all the <laughs> taking all the glory, yeah. um, coming in and stealing my thunder. And then yeah, Connor comes home empty-handed and his family's disappointed, but they're like, oh, it's fine, no big deal. And then new Superman shows up with um with the Chinese equivalent of kimchi. I think it's called a uh, pao kai. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's not kimchi. It's even better. And then they all eat dinner and they're like, oh, it's not better, but it's pretty good. And it's just a really cute, like, you know, coming together and reconciling your differences and the differences in your cultures. And, <laughs> and like, how his grandma's like, oh, he looks nice and red. Why don't you wear red? <laughs> <laughs> I just like, like the idea of eating takeout with Superman and being like, this is okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he brought it from, from the, China. Uh, from the other side of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I love New Superman. Uh, That uh, Rebirth book was so good and criminally underrated. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, then my, the other story I wanted to shout out real quick was um, Masks by Rom V, Audrey Mock, and Jordi Belair. And it's Cheshire, who is um, Catwoman's kind of like protege. Well, Cheshire and Cat. It, and Cheshire is I can, I can never remember which one is which. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cheshire Cat is, uh, yeah, she's Catwoman's protege. And she's, you know, like, it's basically her, like, reconciling her identity and, like, kind of learning how to fight crime and be herself and like you know kind of messing up but catwoman you know picks her up and tells her you know like you can do it and i believe in you and it's just really sweet i love the moment where she mocks batman because the speech bubble does like a yeah. little batman so thing good. <laughs> yeah you can't not read it in that voice yeah in the it, batman was so, voice. it was so perfectly well done yeah it's amazing and the art in this one is absolutely gorgeous it gives me total like uh joel jones vibes um very much that that yeah. aesthetic um and the, the coloring is gorgeous yeah this this it's, uh, yeah it's a really cute story yeah it was good i liked it a lot yeah it was a good anthology Hell yeah. Overall. Well, speaking of cats, I did it. <laughs> Got it! Woo! Got some more cats. Air, air horn. Burr, burr, burr. You're like two for two on transitions here, yeah. RJ. Killing it. <laughs> we be killing it. All right. All right. Uh, tell us about some cats. I have uh, Black Cat number six by Jed McKay, uh, Michael Dowling, and Brian Reber. Oh, man. So last time Felicia's dad gave Manhattan to a giant cosmic skeleton deity. Sweet, sick, as one does. I uh, hate it when that I, ha- I hate it when Manhattan gets taken over by gold skeleton man. I kind of you know, like it, but you know. These these first three panels gave me a fucking seizure. <laughs> the the first page is like uh, the panels got like shooken up. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's a like, lot. <laughs> it's, I was like, oh, okay, I gotta put this down oh for a second. God. My so, head hurts. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Jesus. So the skeleton is like holding this tiny deed because it's just like the deed of Manhattan is just this like piece of paper and he's this huge skeleton <laughs> man. And it's just like, oh, the island of Manhattan for eternal life. Yeah, it's fine. And then he leaves. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's, it's like the size of a Magic the Gathering card. Yeah. Thing. It's true. <laughs> I, I also like that there is a deed to Manhattan. Yeah, I do too. It's so funny. <laughs> and Here they stole go. it from Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, Felicia's, Felicia's mad, at, as, as one would be. And um, she tries to murder Black Fox. She's like, oh, it's the contracts only if you're alive right so she like slashes his throat but uh because the new contract is only with black fox and black cat they get so much power from the immortality that uh they just can't die from like physical wounds so then black fox is like you know this is this is all my plan. You know, you don't have to feel guilty about this, but you know, you should leave Manhattan because it's being taken into the vaults and we'll, we'll catch up later. And he like smoke bombs and leaves like cool, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Um, and then Felicia leaves out, goes outside. And of course, in a stroke of whether it's either bad or good luck runs into Spider-Man 
<laughs> and he's like, do you know what's going on? Are you, are you involved with this, Felicia? And she says no. And then the narration is, my heart half breaks how easy it is to lie to him. And then he goes, okay, and then Aww. leaves. And then she goes, it breaks all the way when he believes without question. It's like, damn, that makes my heart hurt. <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't lie to him damn and then she like <laughs> is rude to her to her her squad and it's sad and she's like I don't need you it's like go on leave get out of here go get <laughs> and then so yeah she's like convincing a dog to go back into the wild it's true yeah, exactly. well they actually bring that up but it's uh, she's like going like kind of like uh, she's like traversing across New York and the narration is kind of you know, it it hurts my heart because it's just her talking about how she wants her her guys to be safe, even though you know she could use them. Um, and then uh, so her plan is to go visit Odessa because Odessa has connections to the skeleton and has you know dealt with this before. And um, I wish fr- I had the those phrasing. kinds of connections. Yeah, <laughs> the connections to well, the skeleton. You know, you get, it's fine. I'm quite connected to my skeleton. <laughs> anyway, she goes in there and she gets fucking mollywopped by the the hand ninjas. Uh the the sorcerer hand whatever they are. And um then she comes in and in my favorite scene in a comic this week, uh Odessa goes, Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in and Felicia beaten up, cough, coughing up a lung, is like that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm, I'm the cat. Uh, I got, I got dragged in. It's, yes, Felicia. We all know how clever you are. Should have said, look what the cat, look what dragged the cat in. Get it? Stop it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so good. It was, I. That would be exactly me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Should have said, look what the drag the cat in. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Dessa like gets uh, like goes up to her, and Black Cat kind of reveals that she was planning on ripping her off, and um, that you know this whole thing has gone awry because the initial plan was to steal from Odessa and is like, uh, no, no one else would have had the uh, the guts to do that, and. Odessa kind of stares at her, and then they end up both laughing, and she's like, let her go, whatever, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, they agree to work together, and, uh, and, and then Black Hat's guys come back, and they're like, boss, I seen White Fang, you ain't fooling no one, you even said, go on, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, yeah, we, we chipped your costume, just like we chipped the deed in the paintings. It's like, take that. And then she's like, oh, right, because of the queen cat. It's like, yeah, what do you think? I developed a, ses- a sixth sense or something? I mean, I'm working on it, but we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And then the, the ending is, is her going with Odessa, and uh, it's like uh, uh, going into the vaults, so... Should be should be interesting to see where that goes. Gotta fight a giant skeleton. Oh yeah, sick. <laughs> I love it. He's got a bone love to it. pick with you. A bone. <laughs> <laughs> giant, <laughs> giant gold bone. 
Got a, got a gold it. bone for you. All right. Y'all want to do some shout outs? Nah. No, no okay. never mind. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye, everybody. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right. So I got a shout out. Um, Proctor Valley Road, number three. This book right? is number so th- good. It's so good. Uh, by Grant Morrison, Alex Child, Naomi Franquist, and Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, we find out a little bit more about the landlady and the girls steal a cop car to try to go get the, the dudes back once and for all. So they go out into the desert with the cop car and the lights blaring. and They can only end well. <laughs> yeah, and they're like shouting into the darkness. They're like, "Oh, we're we're, let, we're we're showing our boobs. You should come. You should come back now." Yeah, trying to attract teenage boys the only way they know how. <laughs> um, Always worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it turns out that <laughs> and me too, actually. Um, noise. T- turns out that the, well, the landlady brings was... all the boys to the yard. What can it I say? Does. It's true. It does. Um, but yeah, it turns out that the landlady was, uh, uh, torched alive on a wagon wheel for, um, potentially she might have, uh, slit some dude's throat, but, uh, you know, it was just kind of like a, uh, witch hunt. So we don't know if she actually was or is not, I don't know, but she's out for vengeance for sure. Um, yeah, she's got some fucking monsters with her now. She's got some monsters, yeah. So, like, this, this, like, crazy bull that's, like, wrapped in the chains comes after her, and they gotta, like, blow it up, and it's fucking wild. It's, it's, it's an action-packed issue with, um, some really cool, like, development on, like, the, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically they said, once you see the landlady, you're as good as dead. And now they have. So, uh, well, yeah, she's out for, she's out for vengeance. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll do a quick one here. Uh, Batman Urban Legends. Um, we're really going to shout out the Red Hood and Batman story um, by Chip Zdarsky, Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Jesus Marino, and uh, Marcus Toe, and Adriano Lucas. Everyone. Lots of people doing art on this book because we got flashbacks and stuff, so there's lots of people, a lot of artists. I kind of like, um, I'm loving the, we're getting a good Batman Jason dynamic story where like we've caught up where batman's found jason with the kid of the people that are down of the of the man that jason has just murdered um (laughs) and he's like oh hi i'm batman what's your name blue hood and he without skipping a beat batman's like oh hi nice to meet you blue hood but he also he glares at jason yeah Yeah, he's just like (laughs) he's just like Um, fucking seriously (laughs) it's like uh here you want a lollipop while i chat with red hood <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, just a great line. He's like, lollipops effective for distracting children in times of tri- crisis. I was like, all right, man, Batman, you fucking think of everything. <laughs> there was also a lollipop bit in Batman the Detective. Shout yeah. out mm-hmm. to Batman the Detective. Um, and really, now this this whole story really is coming down to like, look, you came into Gotham, you killed somebody. Now we got a problem on our fucking hands. They ended up. Dropping the kid off with Leslie uh, Tompkins. Tompkins. Chip brings in Leslie Tompkins. So good. (laughs) Makes me so happy. RJ has been waiting to say that this whole episode. Yeah. Batman's Um, doctor. She's great. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. It's fine. So the whole time, I like how she was immediately was just like, this isn't going to be another Robin. She's like, no. <laughs> We're going to try to help this fucking kid. <laughs> um, but then they start doing like the trying to be a detective, and Jason's like trying to like actually like asking questions and stuff. And Batman's like, oh, you know, we'll make a detective of you yet. Flashing back to him as Robin just 
wanting to beat the shit out of everybody <laughs> not even trying to investigate crimes yeah gordon's like you gotta keep an eye on him this one's uh he's, he's I feisty. A bad feel- yeah i got a bad feeling about this one um so then basically the investigation has turned this drug they think it's tied to scarecrow so they go and talk to his old lab partner and uh they have batman and uh jason todd have very differing uh interrogation techniques <laughs> um <laughs> Batman much more calm when it's coming to people who someone like, you know, just an academic. Jason Todd's treating him like a fucking mob boss. Uh treating her like a mob boss. Like fucking tell me. They're really good copying, bad copying that shit. Yeah. But not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just their personalities. Bad yeah. cop and worse cop. Yeah. <laughs> they figure out it's not him, and maybe Crane has figured out a way to do it on his own. And then kind of Jason kind of just storms off. It's like, yo, fuck you. I ain't going to sleep during the day, you little bitch. Like, I'm going to go <laughs> investigate this. And Batman's like, no, we should prep during the day so we don't get killed at night. Smash cut to uh, Jason investigating on his own and uh, where the drug dealers are, which we not are really sure who that is. And uh, he opens the door and is immediately really cold. And he's like, Oh fuck! And uh, <laughs> we got we got some Mister Freeze now. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Um, um, so that was cool. You know what my favorite part about this story is? Yeah. Canonically, we now know that one of the pouches on Batman's belt is filled with lollipops. One thousand yeah, percent. Like, oh, because there's no other. Awesome. He didn't know he was going to show up and yeah. see a kid there. But he always so he has one. Just always has lollipops. Yeah. And his fucking Does he also belt. have weapon lollipops now? Like, what if he gets mixed up? Yeah, his weaponized lollipops for, oh, like, Oh, really no, he's gonna kids. mix them up. <laughs> he's like, well, was it the right or the left? They don't it's like, lie. you know my man's got his pouches it's memorized. It's like penguin <laughs> umbrellas, but different yeah, forms yeah. of lollipops. Or he goes to grab a lollipop and just accidentally fires off a bunch of nerve <laughs> gas. <laughs> oh, fuck, not again. And gets new gloves and he can't feel his fingers and he just, like, rummages around his... His yeah. utility belt. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, or or the other happens and he tries to use nerve gas and he just throws lollipops <laughs> at the joker. He <laughs> just goes like, ah, fuck, and then has to just run away. Uh, <laughs> now we, need, we need the montage of him like memorizing what the pouches are. That's <laughs> yeah. the bat montage that we that need. Is, that is, that was like, in the bat cave. You know that was like one solid month worth of training. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just memorizing. I know if I rearrange my purse, I'm fucked for like a year. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, or he's just like, I know, I'll go for the lollipop. Works every time. Smoke bomb. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Oh. Oh, just take a couple of aspirin and call me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be all right. All right, moving along, right along. Uh, another Chip Zdarsky. Uh, we've got uh, Spider-Man Spider-Shadow number two by Chip. Zdarsky, Pasquale Ferry, and Matt Hollingsworth. Just a wholesome um, Spider-Man story. Yo, oh, my yeah. man. Spider-Man's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> friendly Nothing neighborhood else. serial murderer. This book is really disappointing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn this, it. Nice. Uh, yeah. My dude kills uh, Shocker. RIP. He kills. F in the chat for Shocker. <laughs> and, and Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion and Kingpin, uh, right? And oh, Kingpin. dude, the Kingpin was like so. He brutal. just punches his face. But, but before yeah. Kingpin is like monologuing, he's like, "I know who you are, Peter Parker," and he's like, "Okay, just 
boom. Yeah, he's like, I'm dead. Fuck. It's like, well, there's only one way to deal with this. Yeah. Oh I just like God. how this book is turned into. What if everything J. Jonah Jameson's been saying for years was correct, and it's which like, leads us to yeah, the Sinister Six is having a meeting about what the fuck to do about this, and we find out that they have brought J. Jonah Jameson into the fold, and he's like, I told you. I told you. I fucking told you. What did I say? <laughs> I've been fucking what saying it say? for fucking years. Yeah. You clowns. Uh, but, uh, and then we get uh, the last murder of the of the issue, and it's, uh, Eddie Brock stabbing, uh, uh Doc Ock in the back because he's the one who's gonna kill Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, they're all just chomping at the bit to kill Spider-Man now. But, like, Eddie Brock's just some dude. Why does he want to kill Spider-Man? Like, what? I, I really want to know what happened to Eddie in this reality, which yeah, is obviously the next that's issue. That's a whole story with him before Venom. Aren't they like, like photojournalist rivals? Sure, but like, does that mean you gotta kill him? I mean, I think I there's know. a whole. I think there's a whole story. <laughs> I've never been a photojournalist. I don't know how that world works. I don't know how competitive it <laughs> is. I think there's a whole story with Eddie before he gets the Venom suit. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about Venom, so uh, I'm really excited to read the next issue. That'll yeah, and be before cool. this, uh, Doc Ock thinks his name is Terrence. Yeah, so he's well, because he's just like a, he's a hit, hit man. Like, he's, he's like a, um, oh, God, what's it called? Henchman. He's a henchman, yeah. He's yeah. a henchman for... Uh, Doc Ock. Yeah, but also turns out to be actually a hitman. So. Yes. All right, well, mm-hmm. in, in more, more spiders. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know spiders. at this point. So many spiders. Um, I I wanted to shout out Silk Number Three by Maringu, uh, Takeshi Miyazawa, and Ian Hearing. I just don't you guys hate it when you're following a giant cat demon who's murdering clan members, and then uh, that cat demon summons an even even bigger demon. <laughs> it's it's, it's the worst. Just the, the worst. Do turns you out know the cat the demon was. A, I've been having with cat demons. <laughs> turns out that cat demon was just a mini boss. Yeah, like, oh, come I was on. like, <laughs> this issue ended, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? That cat demon is doing blood sacrifice. Who is that bigger demon? What is going on? <laughs> that's that's Th- this book was great though. I I love um, Cindy and her characterization in this book. Uh, you just get more of her um, tracking down the the cat demon, you know, and talking to her hot therapist. And then uh, there's this great part where she gets a a, a letter at the um, threats and menaces paper, and she's like, "Oh, I've seen reached the uh, creepy messages part of the creepy anonymous messages part of this investigation." And then um, she finally meets the uh, the that young influencer CEO lady uh, and they they have a talk in their uh, in her apartment which is and it's great but this book is awesome hell yeah we made it alright y'all want a want a super optimistic top story sure oh, I got one no you don't <laughs> too bad if everyone had listened to me could have been I mean, we talked about all the books that you wanted to talk about at some point, but this one just, you know, really shatters your whole perspective on the world. So cool. Great. Yeah, this awesome. is some heady that. shit. Yeah, I, love, it's, uh, I loved this book. I love the fact that 
you know, obviously it's about time travel. Um, our time is theoretically better than the future. So people want to escape their time and come back to now and like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so the book really is Well, not necessarily in- now. Now-ish. It was more like the 80s, 90s. 60s in some ports. So it starts off basically in 1987. This dude basically is like, look, the air tastes different a little bit. You'll get used to it. Everything you need's here. Don't fucking mention who I am because people are going to think you're crazy. (laughs) And then the kid (laughs) immediately is like, what's the Wi-Fi? Because it's 1987. Mm. He asks what the Wi-Fi password. He's like, oh, kid. Wi-Fi is not going to be invented for another 10 years and just starts screaming at his mom. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Honestly, I would be kind of, I'd be so relaxed at that point. It's like, wait, there isn't Wi-Fi? Like, it doesn't even exist? Yeah. I would have a lot of trouble finding anything. Yeah. It would be an adjustment because I would be lost all the time. Yeah, yeah, once you adjust to uh, like figuring out how to read a map again, yeah, then right. then everything will be fine. Then like how to use a phone book to find <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, not knowing what the hours are for a business you're trying to go to. <laughs> and, like and those are all, like the practical things that you really need the internet for, and then everything else is just like oh, or like or nice. like needing actual friends that you talk to to make recommendations for places to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> calling to get calling a hotline to buy movie tickets anyway we could, we could go about, on and on about yeah. things we could do with wi-fi um <laughs> so we go back to 2140 which casey was basically saying like people are basically paying this service to get taken to other points in time for various reasons yeah um and yeah, twenty twenty forty one is where our main character um is it was his name Tatsuo? Yes. Yeah. Um Tatsuo it works for a company yes. that basically you give them your entire life savings and they'll take you wherever you and need to go. And they'll set you up in wherever you want to go. Because like right after this he's gotta he's he's gotta go help it's bring the someone time, to nineteen ninety nine. It's the time travel equivalent of the vacuum repair store. <laughs> yes. from breaking bad yes. um because nice. <laughs> all the people like if you're trying to spend that much money to get away you're clearly like it's clearly really bad if you're escaping something yeah, exactly yeah. and um, they talk about the different reasons and then this dude seems like he's like contracted by here and like wh- however he does this he's like ba- paying off a debt but then like the stupid ship ship broke and like that's gonna get added to his debt, and he's just like gets stuck working for these chumps. Yeah, first. it's one of those things where yeah. you're constantly trying to pay off. Like you're you're basically an indentured servant, yeah. but every time you get close to the finish line, they're like, "Ah, shucks, just added another ten years to your yeah, sentence. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. bud." So yeah, him and his friend come up with a scheme to steal a time machine. Which honestly, don't know why you didn't think of that sooner. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because everyone else is escaping with time machines. So I really well. liked these two pages where they're talking about the plan, and you see, you get how the, bad the world you is get around the world them. building. Like, open your eyes. GDP expected to drop eight percent. Like global crop crisis. Global GDP. Global GDP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like hur- hurricane death toll rises to forty five hundred, and like we cut to twenty one forty one. Like, so you're getting like, we're getting oh oh right. This is a bad time. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Shit's bad right now. It's worse than now, which is expected, but also harsh to see. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's like, cool. I'm not surprised like, I am disappointed, yeah. though. <laughs> so all those panels took time over, like, a year. Like, it's all the different seasons, and it's basically him convincing his friend. And eventually his friend's like, 
I, if you were gonna do it, how would you do it? Uh, Tetsuo was like, "All right, fuck yeah, let's do this shit." <laughs> but then on the day that they're supposed to, uh, there's a change up, and uh, his friend has to go like uh, jump on a job real quick, and evidently gets captured, and is stuck there for 80 years in what is essentially two Tetsuo a day. Um, yeah, but this, that and the was course, brutal. Before that, though, uh, we see another one that where he takes the dude back to 1963 and oh he finds God. out that, like, he's, he's, like, talking to the guy and the guy's like, oh, yeah, they tried to pin those multiple murders on me, but I swear they were all self-defense. And, and then Tetsuo's like, cool, 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 cool. Glad I could help this deranged serial killer. Yeah, and he's like, all right, 19- well, have a good day, Mr. Gacy. Yeah, <laughs> and he drops him in 1963, where my man's definitely gonna get away with a lot more murders. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like all right, Mister Kemper. I think you've got everything you need. <laughs> yeah, he's Dude, way that- too short to be Kemper. <laughs> this is a Jerry Brudos, if anything. Yeah, wouldn't that be some shit if one of them was fucking from the goddamn future? <laughs> from the future where he escaped because he was wanted for murders. Because he was also a serial killer. It's yeah. a whole different. And book. Then he just Henry Lee Lucas his way across the country. <laughs> <laughs> also this other side thing is like um the machines are breaking so breaking, he's getting he's fucking getting, radiation poisoning yeah, so he's getting sick <laughs> just like weird little lines he, lines in this he like talks to the boss like he wants some chocolates yeah i just got it shipped in from 1990 i'm just like it just like hurts my brain hearing things like that <laughs> yeah because chocolate is a finite commodity right. that will be extinct in our lifetimes sorry to break you, it to everyone dude, I, would, quiet, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind sampling some chocolate from 1990. Does that mean it would be a lot more truly pure chocolate and not this synthetic shit, uh, you know, 30 years ago? Maybe less slave labor, but... Yeah, but this is when he finds out that his friend was captured. He's like, all right, let's fucking go get him. He's like, what are you talking about, dog? He's already back. Like, we already did that. They're having a welcome back party at the bar. Like, go say hi. And then all the next panels are like the party and the club overlaid hearing about what happened to him yeah it's like oh yeah i got thrown in they figure out who i was Dude. so they threw me in prison for the first 15 years and yeah, then i broke out and then through it. for the next 10 years i did this and i was in hard labor camps and i was it's like jesus fuck Here, yeah here's where time here's where time travel breaks for me though he's theoretically he's still in that other time frame so they could still go back to then and there and get it. Pretend, yes, they could have, but also they could have, uh, maybe they weren't able to because of the way where he was captured and all that stuff. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly wherever he went to was, it was in the future where they, that's another interesting thing. The ship is still stuck. So they couldn't get him where he was from because they didn't also, get his original these, ship. Uh, and these time machines are not from 2040. They're from further in the future. And they're they... being sent back and they're like leftovers. Yeah, yeah. So, but like he went into the future to get another time machine because all theirs are breaking or to get parts for the time machine. I forget which. Um, but yeah, they, so they captured him in the future. And, and didn't have the time machine so they probably could only get to him at that po- other t- point where the other right, machines okay. are. That's we don't need to wheel the- a yeah, chalkboard it's a whole thing. in. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but we cut to him and he's just, he is a elderly man in a wheelchair and his friends like this these couple pages kind of hit me pretty hard like this was brutal like you saw your friend yesterday now he's just an old man and he's 
on his deathbed, basically. Yeah. And oh, yeah. That- the time machines are from the th- uh, 3400s. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a war broke out and he had to fight radioactive bat creatures for five years. Yeah, shit's crazy. And without being thanked for his service, he had to go back to jail. And then, like, once he finally got out, he had to suspend another detention center trying to convince a bureaucratic asshole to send him back to his proper time period. Well, why couldn't they just go back to two days ago and tell him not to leave? I'm maybe, sure maybe there's they protocols. Maybe they, maybe they can't fuck with the time stream or some shit. Also, they, all of the time machine doing is fucking with the time <laughs> also, stream. Their time machines are breaking actively. They're down to one left. So it, I imagine that there's a consequences for every time you use a time machine. So you only do it when you're get, getting paid massive amounts of. Well, money. you have to kill yeah. a rabbit every time. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know, but I do know that it's owned by a shitty fucking corporation, and a shitty cup fucking corporation isn't going to waste their resources to save their employee. Like, obviously, oh yeah, All no, that is, makes these, more sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these um, the corporation is sees these people as expendable, expendable to them because they are expendable to them. So all I yeah. know is these two pages fucking ripped my heart out. Yeah, because he's like, yo, you gotta go live. Well, he was like, the 3400s have these great euthanasia pills, and his oh, friend's geez. like, well, we'll figure something out. Like, no, I already have. Next time I go to sleep, I'm not waking up, because that's the way they do it. Nice and peaceful. It's gonna be fine. And he's like, it all, go- it all goes by so fast. Like, and then he just, like, hugs his friend. He's like, we were gonna have so many adventures. Like, you're gonna have to go have them for both of us now. I was like, Jesus Christ. So sad. I, I, I find it interesting that he, after all those years, even remembers Tatsuo. Like, like. Yeah, it's, it's amazing <laughs> that he does, yeah. Because, like, if that were me, it's like, dude, I don't remember that guy. That was, what, 80 years ago? I, I'm a different person by now. I fought radioactive bats in a war. But to be fair, you spend that whole time while you're trapped in an alternate future going, man, we were supposed to go run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess to him... I'm not even supposed to be here it, today. It, in, an, <laughs> in an odd sense, it is still the next day for him. Because, like, he finally got back. It's just been, like, one... Yeah. Long ass. It's the day. worst fucking yeah, tell, day. Tell yeah. the Count Monte Cristo, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't forget shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Tatsu is like, "Fuck this shit. I'm stealing a goddamn pod." Um, and he, but he, when he goes to do this, this woman shows up. Is like, "Just shut up. We won't have any trouble." And he's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Wait." Are you stealing this? T- like basically, are you like, stealing this? No, fuck this you! T- I'm stealing this. <laughs> yeah. um, so they both end up going to the pod, and the uh, woman tells him to take him to June nineteenth, twenty forty-two. But while they're like kind of taking off, like they get a bunch of bullet holes through it, <laughs> and they end up in time scramble because it doesn't quite say <laughs> where they're at. Uh, but we find out that she's some sort of FBI agent, um, and that's all we know about this person. Also, happy Juneteenth, I guess. <laughs> it was June 19th. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, in, in somewhat our time period. So I'm curious what is happening in the very near future that she was trying to go get back, back to. Or so, in yeah. some way. Yeah. Maybe she's from there. Yeah, I, I'm very curious. But oh, yeah, there's no, also a couple. A there's a page in the future. There's a page that we glossed over of the shitty CEO talking to his shitty CEO dad, 
and uh oh yeah 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 like that's that's where i get the whole vibe of like yeah they probably could have rescued him but that would cost money yeah that's <laughs> so. pretty much what he, well he's like yeah we need newer ship and he's like fucking i don't give a shit figure it out he's like all right dad it's like <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Bitch. yeah this Bitch. i like i said this is my favorite book of the week um i thought the also shout out to declan Chalvey, friend of the shop this the writing is fantastic. The the story, I think, I'm really excited. It, dude. A couple of moments in here, it was a little bit funny. Fucking ripped my goddamn heart out. Like, there's some good shit in here. Yeah, the fu- the full spectrum of emotion, and also like really good, um world building especially since you're building multiple yeah like time yeah multiple time frames please cut out that burp (laughs) 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 um but yeah like like world building across time travel spectrums is a really interesting way and i think they they accomplish that really well and the art just like nails it like it nails the vibe really the color is really fantastic too Yeah. yeah this is a this was a great book all around um I'm really excited for the rest for for this series. This ra- this this raised a question for me. Um, if you were if you were given the chance to escape this current timeline and go to some other timeline, any other point in history of the future, where would y'all go? Casey's like it's all awful. <laughs> No. Yeah, everything's awful. I'm trying to think because, like, because they're like, okay, yeah, you could go back to the 80s, but then that's just like Thatcher and Reagan. Uh, I feel like the future is the way to go. Or you could go to the 60s, but that's fucking Vietnam. Uh, or you could go earlier than that, but then you don't really have medicine. Or, so, or like, rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys can really go anywhere. Yeah, You're I fine. Mean, <laughs> I think the future. I, can, I gotta, I gotta, you know, like, keep mine just within the last hundred years so I can at least vote. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd go 50 to 75 years in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go forward in time. You know that there's going to be climate refugees way sooner than that, right? That's fine. I could be on <laughs> okay. fucking Mars. You don't know that shit. <laughs> right, Elon Musk. <laughs> you already you already know what happened. You don't want to go back there. You might as well go forward. I don't know. Did you read the book? It doesn't seem great. It doesn't seem great well, up no, there. If you, if you go far enough, you're fine. Because it's good in the 3400s, they said. You just have No, to- there's bat creatures. Only if you get captured by Wait, the you wrong wanna, people. You don't want to hang out with the bat creatures? It's radioactive. You're, you're fighting a war against I hang radioactive, out with radioactive back- Batman. It's that literally, amazing. it's literally Starship Troopers. <laughs> like, no. Maybe you could go right before and become a diplomacy and diplomatize the bat creatures before the war That's happens. That's what I'm saying. And then yeah. you get to chill with <laughs> bat creatures. Oh man, I really. You know what I would do? I would straight up go to the 1200s <laughs> in America. In North Ooh. America, like I would go indigenous, like I would pre-colonial just go fucking U.S. pre-colonial U.S. Just, pre-Viking U.S. Just, just to see, just to see what's up. Yeah, like to have a completely like a, a world with no fucking commerce and to just be. I want to experience Manhattan a- Island at that point in time. Yeah, it's probably owned by a giant space skeleton. <laughs> go to fucking Turtle Island, yo! And they would like honestly, if I came in on a spaceship, they'd be like, "Oh, it's Sky Woman, what's up?" Like their fucking creation yeah, myth, and I'd be, be like, "God, yeah, you." Be, I don't want to be a god. I just want to be in their culture. But now that sounds be. narcissistic. I don't know. No, okay, no, I'll I, show up incognito. <laughs> I just want to go back to the early '90s, just like you know, it was all right. 
Like the, <laughs> the Earth was has hadn't been completely covered in the, plastic yet. The best you, know. you can, the best you can hope for the is okay. Still had some, we, we it had was some fine. We had some wonder. I, I'd rather it's, go know, back to the late nineties because it's just uh, it's cool. It's all right. It's like I can I can experience this again. This is fine. <laughs> That's like yo. I just wanna. I just want to fucking hunt some buffalo. That is the uh, that is the get invited to the party, but just stay home watching television. Uh, choice <laughs> of time travel, <laughs> or, or or having it just an endless supply of new things to watch, and just watching The Office again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest choice. Time travel. Uh, yeah, well, I want to. It's just like I, honestly, I think that would be the safest point. It doesn't. Like, uh, let's do ninety. It doesn't make. It's just perfectly it mediocre. Make you the age you were then. You just no. And and but honestly, I would love to experience like Gen X as like a thirty something. Oh my god! Like like <laughs> really go age, all in there. Yeah, being my really, age now the, in like those decades would be an experience. Yeah. I feel like any you know like like check out the club scene in New York City like I feel like that would be pretty cool. I would love to be a part of like like DC hardcore in the 80s. Yeah. Like that'd be fucking sick. But also like I said Reagan. So yeah. like it's like yeah, I, I don't feel like any answer I would give would be like it would be like there's like terrible things along like it would be any answer I would give would be specifically for like you know like a period certain period of time because of like Hollywood but not because of yeah. Yeah. realism so because like <laughs> you know, like oh I want to go to the 30s oh wait there's also a depression yeah. <laughs> you know and and like you know arcades still existed in the early 90s and that would be pretty dope. Yeah, but also comics were terrible. Yeah, uh, but like what? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I guess Vertigo was great in oh, the early nineties. Thought- I'm thinking Image. I'm just thinking like the Image. I thought you were talking about the thirties. There was good stuff was on like, Image I thought you were talking too. Like shit on like the Shadow. No, <laughs> like let's <laughs> talk about the nineties. Like Madman was in its heyday back then. Like. Had, yeah, had, like Doom, had, Doom Patrol and Animal Man were were uh, starting out. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had X-Men good indie stuff happening. You had a lot of cool stuff on Oni Press and stuff. Superman, uh, Batman. Also, Sean, you've been quiet. What's your decade? I said the future. Remember? Oh, that's not a good answer. But pick a de- pick a better one. <laughs> pick a better <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like the '80s would be fucking wild as an adult. Yeah, like I thought 80- I thought the '80s too, but then like like. Casey said, "Like oh, but like, but I'm thinking like eighty one. So, so you get like eighty one. Yeah. So you get like the end of the seventies, and then you really just kind of roll into the fucking the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. See, I I would. Well, yeah. See, well, I'm just here to crush your party. See, no I matter where your party like the is. Forties and fifties, if it's like I just hang out like movie sets the whole time." Cause like yeah yeah, but also there's that that's pesky war. I'm thinking <laughs> like the eighties metal scene or some shit. That'd be kind of fucking dope. Yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, yeah, I stick with my answer. There's nothing bad about pre-colonial America. Why, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board there. This, this infinite, you'd be the only white person, so good luck. I'd get a tan. I'd be Sky Woman. You'd get the, a the tan. concept of infinite vacation is a lot better than time before time because it's different realities. So you could just choose a better reality than choose a time. Yeah, period. that is that is that is definitely more optimistic. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see uh, what's coming out next week. Books. Nightwing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nightwing and Way of X. Um, yes. Uh, Autumnal. Daredevil. Uh, Wolverine. Catwoman. Cool. 
As we Wonder said Girls. Before, Legends of Dark Knight. Yeah, Wonder oh, Girl. Oh, yes, Wonder Girl. I'm so excited. Stillwater so excited. is back. Yes. Fantastic Four Life Story. Black yeah, Knight. Be fun. I love Black Knight. Yeah. Lila Star. Shang-Chi, um, finally. Home, and also Homesick Pilots. Stray Dogs, Ultra Mega. Shang-Chi is back, finally. Nice. Shang-Chi, okay. Uh, Layla Star, the many deaths of Layla Star, that is. <laughs> uh, orcs. Orcs, okay. Yeah. Oh, see. Red Room, uh, Ed Pisker's um, fan- Fantagraphics book. I'm really excited for that. I've been watching him on Instagram, making that for a while, and it looks fucking wild. Cool. So, yeah, that'll be weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> looks like there's a new Godzilla book from IDW, and he looks adorable on the cover. Yeah, it's an all ages Godzilla book. Adorable. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I think we've yeah. covered them all. Word. Some good shit. Yeah. Well, that's this week's comics. Next week, there'll be last week's comics, and we'll be talking about them on this show. This show about last week's comics. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Sorry. That's Tales my favorite from the podcast. bit. That's. that's- uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, you should seriously consider joining our Patreon also. There's a lot of cool stuff uh, brewing yep. over there. Sean's working on some Patreon content for us. Uh, Dueling Genre versus The Good Place. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So you'll, you'll hear some of these voices on that show. You so will. Go check so it out. So excited to have an obligation to rewatch The Good Place. Yeah. Any, any reason is a good it reason. It's great amazing. to go back to that again. Absolutely. Also, uh, in the interim, um, Dueling Genre versus um, Cass and Norman are doing uh, the Hobbit series. In they've They got all the way through the lord of the rings movies minute by minute and we're just plowing through the hobbit with doing genre verses also uh franchiseography has moved on to the scream movies so that'll be fun that is fun that's awesome um go to duelinggenre.com find all the cool stuff join our patreon get even cooler stuff and uh yeah i think that's all the plugs for this week so stay safe um get vaccinated and support your local comic shop For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.